0: Let's pray together. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we remember with thanksgiving those who made the supreme sacrifice for us in time of war. We pray that the offering of their lives may not have been in vain. By your grace, enable us this day to dedicate ourselves anew to the cause of justice, freedom and peace. And give us the wisdom and the strength to build a better world for the honour and glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The eleventh hour of the eleventh day of the eleventh month marked the signing of the Armistice on the 11th of November 1918. One hundred years ago today. It signaled the end of the First World War. The guns on the Western Front fell silent after more than four years of dreadful war. A war to end all wars. I think it's good that Remembrance Day is set aside for us not only to remember those who gave their lives in both world wars, but also the many others who have given their lives in conflicts since 1945. In the Old Testament there is this constant encouragement to remember. Remember the past without living in it. The people of Israel are commanded to remember the trials they have endured and the way God has liberated them whilst faithfully living their lives with God in the present. It's important that I remember the sacrifices of those who fought in the the wars while at the same time remembering that I am called to live life faithfully with God in this day. And getting this balance right should mean I fight evil wherever I encounter it, and work for peace. It's good that we remember to those who have survived but carry on with terrible injuries, both physical and mental. 1 John 3.16 says this, and it's relevant, I think, for Remembrance Sunday. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and our sisters. Last Sunday evening, at 10 o'clock, on the 10 o'clock news, it was said that before soldiers went out to, to, into the First World War, they were given four things: the blessings of a chaplain, a helmet, a rifle and a Bible. The words of scripture comforted many of those soldiers in conflict. But Martin Bashir said this, Do you think it is remiss in not acknowledging the Bible and its use by soldiers in World War I? For the Bible says, Greater love hath no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And on this day we recall great acts of bravery, sacrifice and rescue, achieved by servicemen and women during recent wars. The Victoria Cross is the highest award granted to soldiers for acts of bravery, sacrifice and rescue. In the horrors of war, people have shown selfless courage and have been awarded the Victoria Cross some time ago on television I saw the last bit of the program the Victoria Cross for valour and Jeremy Clarkson talked about how Major Robert Kane, the only holder of the Victoria Cross in the Isle of Man came to be awarded what is being described as the finest Victoria Cross awarded in World War II in September 1944 he said he'd never met Major Kane because he died in 1965. But his daughter said that she only learned that her father had received the Victoria Cross after he had died. He never talked about it. He never drew attention to it. I know, said Clarkson, because I'm married to Major Kane's daughter. Only three men have won the Victoria Cross twice, the Victoria Cross and Bar. Two of them never used a gun. Both Captain Noel Chavasse, whose twin brother became a very fine bishop in the Anglican Church, and Lieutenant Arthur Martin Lee, were members of the Royal Army Medical Corps. And won their double VCs, saving the lives of numerous men in the front line, rescuing the wounded time and time again whilst in, under constant fire. The other Victoria Cross and, uh, and bar holder was a New Zealander. However heroic were the men who won the Victoria, Victoria Cross, the greatest act of bravery, sacrifice and rescue the world has ever known was fought on the battlefield of Calvary. Jesus died on the cross to gain the victory over Satan and sin, death and the grave. And Jesus not only died for his friends, but also for his enemies. And this was to achieve for them forgiveness and freedom. Have you noticed how many war medals use the word cross in the title? The Victoria Cross, the Military Cross, The distinguished flying cross, the George Cross. In some way, they seek to take their standard from the victorious cross of Jesus, where Jesus showed his love to each of us by his bravery in laying down his life to rescue fallen mankind. On the 19th of February 1944, one of the most costly battles of the Second World War was fought in Iwo Jima. 600 miles south of Tokyo its two strategic airstrips were needed by the Allies to launch attacks on Japan 22,000 Japanese soldiers knew that they were there to defend to the death about 26,000 American troops died to take it there were numerous examples of heroism amidst the carnage. Thousands upon thousands of men sacrifice themselves for the greater cause. If you were to visit there today, there's a message etched outside the cemetery which reads, When you go home, tell them for us and say, For your tomorrow, we gave our today. I wonder, are we... Prepare to give our today for other people's tomorrows. A former Bishop of Birmingham, Bishop Wilson, was a Japanese prisoner of war. After the war, he confirmed his Japanese prison officer. He recommended three thoughts for this Remembrance Sunday. Thankfulness for our deliverance and sacrifice of others. Penitence for human sin and evil. Dedication to work for peace and justice in the world. And this applies both to the wars of this century and last and the spiritual battle and the victory of Jesus when he defeated death in the grave. In a few minutes we'll come to another act of remembrance the Lord's Supper we remember the death of our soldiers with a poppy and we remember the death of Jesus with the bread and with the wine it was Sir Malcolm Rifkin said on question time some years ago that before poppies grow in the ground the ground has to be already disturbed and that's why poppies grew in Flanders fields because of the number of people that had fallen. The poppy is an emblem of remembrance. It dates back to the end of the First World War, the Great War of 1914 18. The battles of those years were from the trenches, and row upon row of men fell and died in the fields of Flanders, fields where blood red poppies grew. And so we wear poppies in remembrance of the men and the women who died then and who have died since. And to help us remember, copies have been sold since 1921, a sale which also raises money for those still suffering as a result of war. During our time at Castle Church, for the the 16 years we were there, I must have taken about between 700 and 800 funerals. One sticks in my mind. I've never forgotten the meeting with the man's family. He was one of General Wingate's Chindits. The Chindits were the, with the long-range penetration group. Uh, during the Second World War, uh, saw action in the Burma campaign. The Chindits were formed for raiding operations against the Japanese, and to and to attack the Japanese troops and the facilities and the lines of communication deep behind the Japanese lines. Their operations were marked by prolonged marches through extremely difficult terrain by underfed troops often weakened by diseases such as malaria and dysentery. I can remember the the family saying to me if ever anything came on television relating to the war tears would come to his eyes. He would weep. And he would get up from his chair quietly and turn off the television. He never talked about the war or his experiences. You see, he still carried the pain after all these years. You see, the poppy reminds me, the black bit of the darkness and sin it's a sad fact of history that sin causes bloodshed and that bloodshed is the only way to bring a halt to sin and evil so men and women have fought and died to defend good and to destroy tyranny always there was the hope that the war fought at the time would be a war to end all wars but it has not proved so in the past, and it's still with us today. The red of the poppy reminds me of the blood that was shed. Many have given their lives for their friends. And to control sin, blood sometimes needs to be shed. To pay the price of sin, Jesus' blood had to be shed on a cross. But the green of the poppy The leaf reminds me of new life. After wars are lost and one comes to the task of rebuilding, of building up. Starting afresh to build a new life. And the key to real new life in the hearts of men and women is that they acknowledge their sin and turn to Jesus for forgiveness. So that their sins may be cleansed in his blood. And then they will experience new life. He brings with his spirit new life as he enters our lives. You see, man has to die sometime. Jesus never had to die. Noble acts of bravery, all attempted to avoid death, if at all possible. Jesus gave his life voluntarily. On the cross, Jesus commended his spirit into the hands of his father and he said and he died he was not dying for his own sins for he had none but ours his resurrection was proof of that you see man will not die for his enemies in war men are prepared to give their lives for their friends as Jesus said there is no greater love but Jesus went further. Jesus died for his enemies. He didn't die for us because we were lovely. He died for us because he is love. The cross showed how much he loved. There he died for us. Man only won for us a temporary extension to life. After the World War One, there was peace for only 20 years. Jesus won for us eternal life and peace for all eternity. Jesus did something for us we could not do for ourselves. He defeated death and the grave. Because we should be grateful for what men and women have done for us in the wars we buy poppies. But how much more should we respond to Jesus not just by giving him our money but by giving him our lives that we might have eternal life he won for us by giving himself to die on the cross, but to be raised from the dead and to live forevermore. That is the victorious cross. There's a poster, Lord Kitchener needs you. And the Lord needs us to be his soldiers. Our hearts as we serve him must be full of praise. This is real high tech. Just think what it would have been like if we'd been defeated by Hitler. We soon forget and we so easily take things for granted. An offering. War is not glamorous. Millions have died in recent years. If we're Christians we stand in the light of the glorious offering ever made it was not while we were God's friends but while we were sinners and prayer we've come to pray for those who have been bereaved as the result of war and for those who still suffer and peace we are to, try, to pray for peace And to work for justice. And you. The Lord needs you and me. It's for you and me to pray and to work for peace in the world. Which is still being torn apart by war. By violence. And wickedness. And only the good news. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can bring about change in people's hearts and in the world in which we live. So let's go forward in confidence, knowing our General, our Commander-in-Chief, the Lord Jesus Christ, goes with us into any and every situation. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, whose heart is selfless love, take pity on our divided world. And grant that we may follow in the steps of your Son in giving ourselves to the service of others and reaching out to the marginalized and the despised. That peace and justice may triumph and your kingdom come on earth. We pray for peace in our world. For all national leaders that they may have wisdom to know the courage to do what is right. For all men and women that their hearts may be turned to yourselves in the search for righteousness and truth for those who are working to improve international relationships that they may find the true way of reconciliation for those who suffer as a result of war the injured and the disabled the mentally distressed the homeless, the hungry those who moan for their dead and especially for those who are without hope or friend, to sustain them in their grief give us courage, O Lord to stand up and be counted, help us to work for peace and do it for you. Lord, make me a channel, an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me so love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sickness, joy. O Master, May this be the prayer of each one of our hearts this morning. Amen.